L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, welcome to What Do You Want to Talk About? Where when I bring a topic to the table, Lindsay doesn't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and when I bring a topic to the table, Jason doesn't know what it's going to be. And hilarity ensues. Or massive confusion. I'm sorry, what? Exactly. Hi! Greetings. Hello. Uh, hello there. I'm Alan Way, and I'm your dungeon master for this new live play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Myths of Myria. This podcast is for those looking to rediscover the joy of adventure, and helping me on this journey is my lovable nerdy cast. I'm Josh Wagner, and I'll be playing... Shadow. I'm Jackson Parker, and I will be playing... Valros Visago. I'm Morgan Willis, and I'll be playing... If you like fantastical and otherworldly character-driven stories, political and military intrigue, snide gamblers, or discovering what's on the other side of the looking glass, then you are going to love our brand new podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. To support our show and other local creators like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, you can go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. And just remember, you don't have to know anything about Dungeons & Dragons to fall in love with this podcast. And little did you know that this entire trailer was the verbal components to a spell. And now you're enchanted to listen every Monday to Myths of Myria. So, welcome. 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 To Myria. L-A-S. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Hey, let's let's talk. talk. That was horrible. Yeah, well, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post! I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. We are friends and writing partners. But what we really like to do is talk. That's right. Hey, Lindsay. Yes, Jason? What do you want to talk about? So I thought it would be, I would be curious to know, and I actually love this topic. Um, first jobs. Oh. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, you know, I have a 14-year-old mm-hmm. who is getting to the point where, I mean, she started babysitting. She mm-hmm. does babysit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've talked about her, like, what would be her you know, what, potentially a job. Not this very minute, because obviously high school started and oh, we are off to the races. Yeah. Holy buckets. Right. And so um, there's just no way. But I, um, I, uh, you know, to be a little self-indulgent, I had, I was a babysitter first at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember like charging people like a dollar an hour i'm not kidding sure a dollar an hour to babysit or i remember it was 70 years ago so shut it down (laughs) it wasn't that long ago 30s 30 30 uh, 35 years ago holy holy it was 35 years ago I was babysitting 35 years ago our producer wasn't even a a twinkle in his mother's eye (laughs) oh my god and Logan what was he I mean I don't know it's just amazing I didn't realize I was old and I refused to it's not old I'm not old I'm just I have I have lived 
this many years. Yes. Um. So anyway, uh, but I remember telling. Like, cause I babysat for like single moms and things and I'd be like, just tell, pay me what you can afford. Mm-hmm. That was my pay scale. Yeah. And you know, and I don't even remember what I got paid cause I didn't care. Cause I really kind of liked babysitting. But then, um, my best friend and I were like, we need money. We need to get a job. And, uh, so then we were like on the hunt for a job mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like now I've talked too much. Like I didn't even let you talk about the topic. So I, I have, I have been watching, uh, watching and listening to <gasps> a lot of true, true crimes lately. Yeah, true, true crime oh, stuff. Yes, and when two young women mm-hmm. in true crime stories say, "We need money. We need to get a job." <laughs> no good ever comes of it. Well, this was the eighties, right? And we were. Um, we like to walk around our neighborhood. Like we would go on walks a lot. Sure. And um, did you think of walking dogs? No, because oh. neither one of us had dog experience. Okay. Right, well, right, actually, right. she had a dog, but it was I think it was blind. I can't remember. But anyway, um, we we were walking up by the grocery store, and we would always wear. I don't know. Why, okay, I'm just gonna tell you this. This yeah. I'm just gonna be indulgent and Perfect. be selfish and tell you this story. Um, we would wear we wore men's boxer shorts a lot, like as shorts, sure, and white t-shirts and baseball caps. Like that's was our summertime. Seems like a fun look. <laughs> look, and we would walk up to the local like grocery store, which had like a little strip mall kind of thing mm-hmm. attached to it. When I say strip mall, I mean that like it had storefronts. There was like a little bar. There was like a little. Uh, random I think it had like used books at one point in time and, and then a there shoe was store? The, is there a shoe store? There was not a shoe store. Oh, it wasn't bummer. see that's no it's much, much we're talking a much mm, lower Okay, sure. And it was um attached to the Me Too grocery store. There was a You're, Me Too grocery store? Yeah, do you remember the Me Too? You don't? I don't, but oh. it, it would mean something totally different now. Yes. Yeah. It was called the Me Too. Anyway, um we were walking by and we noticed that this place was open like a like a little ice cream shop. And so, and they were help wanted. We're like, we'll go in. We went in wearing boxers, t-shirts, <laughs> and ball caps. I believe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We might have dressed up. I can't remember. But I feel like it was like an impulsive thing. And we went in and applied. And we both got hired. Mm. So two best friends getting a job at a ice cream shop. We were so excited. And we walked out of there. They were like, okay, the starting pay is two fifty an hour. And we were like, all right. And wow. we walked out of there going, Oh my gosh, we're going to be able to buy so much stuff. <laughs> we were so excited. About 2.15 an hour and we could walk to work because it was just up the hill and it was like. That's awesome. So, but it, when it was an ice cream shop, yeah. I mean, come how, now on. Now how old were you again? We had, ju- we had to go get our uh, uh, work permits in order to get the job. Oh. Like we were super close. I can't remember, yeah. 14, 15 Oh, Somewhere awesome. around there, um, and ice—I mean, an ice cream shop for a kid right? just must be like a heaven job. It was idyllic. It yeah. was beautiful, and the couple that owned it were so nice. And uh, oh, I feel so bad for how dumb we were because we were kids, <laughs> and like we ate way too much food and put IOUs in the cash <laughs> register. Oh man! But even so, like now knowing as an adult, like what it takes to make like a like a brownie parfait or whatever, sure. and we'd be like, and it's like they told it, like three brownies. Da, da, da. Well, then when we'd make one for ourselves, we'd be like oh, four brownies, absolutely, a lot of extra hot fudge. <laughs> and so when you think about the cost 
don't know. I just kind of feel bad about that still. Sure. Like, I wish I should find them and, like, give them a check <laughs> for $100 just to kind of even out what we spent on food. Oh, but it was it was fantastic. It was idyllic. And so I was just, that's, um, just thinking about first job. And I don't mean the first, but, like, just mm-hmm. the first of your first foyer into employment. Mm-hmm. What was yours? Um I, I would consider that I had kind of three first jobs. Okay. Uh, one, see, I was in Oklahoma at this time, so I would have been between, um, it's before I was 10. So I'm guessing I was maybe eight or nine. I feel like, I'm feeling Ron Swanson. Are you going to tell me that you like worked in a factory at the age of eight or nine like, no sorry. that would be ridiculous there was this construction site yeah, on our okay um wonderfully enough yeah there was this construction site okay in our neighborhood okay and um oklahoma middle yeah. of the summer i'm not in school um i don't know what got into me um but i took i guess it was a um some kind of uh, uh, open-topped rectangular wooden box that okay. my mom used for gardening. Oh, you did it! Um, I I took I took that and I um, uh, drilled holes in it, and I put in like rope so I could sling it around my shoulders and carry oh. it in front of me. Yeah. And I took about a gallon of. Uh, Lemonade, okay, with a bunch of cups, <gasps> okay, to that work Shut site. Shut it down. What you and made like a cigarette girl box? It was totally a cigarette girl <laughs> box. It was totally a cigarette girl box, and I had uh, uh, it was it was one of these. Uh, you know, it looked like uh, the Kool Aid Man, the, yeah. the the pitcher, the oh, round glass yeah. pitcher. I know what you're talking about. Um, and Red and white checkered country. No, country oh. time lemonade of or course. something like that. I'm sure there was still soil on this tray. <laughs> Uh, and I walked, because it was only like three houses over. Mm-hmm. I walked over, and I was selling I was selling lemonade for like 25 cents a drink. Yeah. And uh, went through it all. Mm-hmm. And later that day, I went back, did more of it. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I've got $7 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a lot of lemonade. Which in, <laughs> you know, in what, 78, 76 Right. Uh, that was that was a fair amount fair of money amount for of money, a little yeah. kid. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I did. Uh, I did a lot of. Uh, uh, from that point on, I set up little stands mm-hmm. at the end of our driveway. Uh-huh. And I remember one year um, during winter, I made about twenty or twenty-five snowballs. Okay, literal snowballs. Snowballs. Okay. And I put them in the freezer. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to sell them in the middle of summer. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> my, parent, my parents were like, what? Why you, it's really ingenious. Why actually. do you have snowballs in the freezer? And I told my mom. Yeah. And she was like, well, I'm going to have to ask your dad about Oh, this. no. And my dad was like. Let him sell the snowball. Yeah, exactly. Some idiot will come around and buy him. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone Some bought novel. Him. Oh, it, really? It was novel, but yeah. 
I, I got you some. Try again. I got some good, you know, uh, neighborhood press for that. I'm sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Nobody, nobody bought them. So that was your first. That was really my first foray. My second one was I had a, um, I had a paper route. Oh, okay. In uh, uh, Des Moines. Ooh, scary. Uh, Sorry. L- literally. I know. I'm like the timing and everything. One route over from Johnny. Uh huh. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, yeah, he 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 a- had he had this. The street I lived on is mm-hmm. where mine started, mm-hmm. and then I went. I guess it would be west. I went west of my street, and he uh. had east of my street. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Really? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we should probably say like this is a, a young boy who disappeared on his paper route. Uh, never has never, never never been, been solved. Never Johnny Gosh, right? Yeah, and um, and everybody in Iowa at least knows. <laughs> I think it, everybody who was alive at that time, kids especially, because our parents then started. Yeah, to and really. Get... In fact, Johnny Johnny's Johnny's disappearance, his kidnapping, and there was another another kid I can't quite remember. Johnny was, uh, I think, the first kid put on a milk carton. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's accurate. I don't know that they do that anymore. Do um, kids drink milk anymore? They I have do no drink idea. milk. There are not missing children on the okay. milk cartons, I don't believe. Probably but. probably better for child psyche. Yeah, I'm guessing that's that. why they made that change. But <laughs> yeah. eh, totally off top. But yes, but you just said Des Moines and yeah. when you had a paper out, I'm yeah. assuming it was around eighty one or yeah. eight, you know. So yeah. then I I was Absolutely. Like, dang. Yeah. Dang. So that was yeah, that, paper route. that was scary, but but paper route. Yeah. The the uh the seminal first job mm-hmm. that I had was also in Des Moines. I think I was 16. Oh. And it was, I was hired as a dishwasher Oh. for uh, the Yonkers Tea Room. Okay. And I had that job for about four days. Oh, boy. Before they fired my <gasps> ass. <laughs> Fired? Seriously? Yes. Why? Because yeah. I was an idiot. What did you do, idiot? Um, what, what made you get fired? Two two days in, uh, they decided that I would that I would close. Oh, okay. And so they had a list of things yeah. that I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all cleaning stuff. It had nothing yeah, for sure. Nothing to do with money, but it was all cleaning stuff. Mopping certain areas yep. and and dealing with the the dirty water and all that stuff in specific yeah. ways. I was an idiot, um, and I did not do it the way they wanted me to do it. Oh, and they gave me two opportunities to do it right, and because of the situation of uh, of hiring at that point, they were like, oh. Screw this kid. Someone else is waiting. Oh. And so they fired me and hired oh. somebody else. And that was probably the best thing to happen to me. Really? Yeah. What's that about? Uh, you mean being put, like, Being fired. That, being fired so that you were, like, you understood the, a boundary. Absolutely. I see. Uh, that That's so probably the first time I figured out what a boss was ah, sure. and what was necessary to do work. Yes. And and I'm telling you right now, I am, like, like middle school with mm-hmm. my oldest kid, I am thinking he's got maybe two days before he's fired. From middle school? N- no, no, no. From whatever his first oh. job is. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, maybe from middle school, but definitely... <laughs> 
from whatever first job <laughs> right. he's got. Oh. Because he, I, I don't know what to do about it, but I, his, his work history, I think is going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> you think, was your work, like, was your work history sorted? Did you struggle with, to keep jobs where you fired no, again? No, after, after, I, I, after that. Yeah. Um, I got my shit together ah. and I, I kind of realized what an employer was, what an employee yeah. was and what an employer expected from the employee. Right. And realized how in reality, how easy it was, mm-hmm. you know, Very. Just, just to do what yeah. they tell you to do. Yeah. Um, so in the order <laughs> they tell yeah. you to do it. Right. Uh, and so, af- no, after that, it was, after that, it was pretty, it figured was pretty out good. how to follow rules and yeah. just kind of fall in line. Yeah. That's what we all have to do. It's funny you mentioned lemonade cause I wouldn't have considered that a first job, but I do remember setting up a lemonade stand for sure in my driveway on Gordon Avenue. And I'm going to say Gordon Avenue cause I don't live there anymore. It doesn't really matter. And one <laughs> of our biggest fan listeners, Heidi lived across the street from me. No way. And so she'd remember probably the lemonade stands. And um yeah. And we I remember so this I don't know what this says about me, but it's um uh we would I would set up the lemonade stand. We would, you know, I, I we had a neighborhood full of kids. And so and a lot of them were just ever so slightly younger than me. And so I could easily get them to yeah, <laughs> it's the uh, do things if I I I could manipulate the population, what, not in a negative what way. What kind of things? No, I okay. So setting up the lemonade stand and stuff, and then we weren't getting customers, and so we I I would make them market the lemonade stand, oh, get God, on bikes funny. with like signs yeah. and holler and ring the bell and go up and down the street, and you know, I just um, I kind of ran the. The show, the marketing of the lemonade stand. You were the, the godmother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. was the well, it, it, in reference to the godfather. Yes, yeah. but I otherwise, I, I don't know if you met fairy godmother. No, 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 no. I went godfather. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm like, listen, yeah. here's what you're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and but it was all fun. I mean, I didn't do anything bad. You know, mm-hmm. it was just, but um, uh, yeah. So that was kind of the. The lemonade. I remember. I remember having like a marketing strategy. It's oh, genius. <laughs> to just because we weren't getting business. Sure. And we needed people to come out of their houses and come get lemonade because nobody driving by. I think a couple people driving by, you know. But that was at a time when kids were getting kidnapped, as we just discussed. Yeah. So you couldn't really do that. But um, yeah, lemonade stand did that. Everybody's got to do that once. Have your kids done done something yeah, like that? Lots of lemonade stands. Yeah. We've done lemonade, and as a matter of fact. You'll love this. They, um, with their friends who live nearby us mm-hmm. that I've talked about several times, mm-hmm. um, they set up a, uh, they went and gathered rocks. And then they set up a, a rock selling station. <laughs> so when we bought, <laughs> when we bought our house, yeah. the dude before us collected agates. Oh, or, see, agates, right? yeah. So my kids. Mm-hmm dumped a bunch of our rocks into a, a radio flyer mm-hmm. and tried to sell rocks door to door. Oh, door to door. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that rock thing, that. Yeah. They set up a, a table. Incredible. Put the rocks. But what they what they did was they named them. Like, they looked at the oh. rocks. They kind of decided what their name would be, and they'd be like, this one's Fireball. Kind of pet rock-like. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. But not like name names, but just like. 
pretty, like just, they wanted to call it, sort of like if you're looking through, I think, and this might have been what inspired it, they've been through like Nubo Market or somewhere where they saw a bunch of crystals mm. and rocks and mm-hmm. they all, like they have very, you know, names, like yeah. agates and yeah. all this kind of, so, um, so I don't know if that's what it was, but but literally people, we had neighbor people be kind enough to come up and buy yeah. rocks I, from these kids. I love that. It's I love so that. It, it backfired for us. Okay. No, it backfired for our neighbors. Okay. Because my oldest child mm-hmm. is very much, if someone's done something once, they'll do it a hundred million times. Oh, okay. So we've had, we've had <gasps> oh, neighbors who have, tough. who have purchased one rock for 50 cents. Yeah. And then, you know, for that next three no. months, no. two, two days a week. No. Yeah. Your kids go over. No. Oh, I don't like those kids. I, I don't either. I'm like, I'm trying to be nice. You're going to teach me to not want to do I the know. nice thing. I know. I don't oh. like those kids and I've raised them. <laughs> That's, um, I will say like, so we had with the lemonade stand in our driveway, uh, my youngest Phoebe will still to this day. So this, so not sponsored, Foster's Heating and Air Conditioning, right? They have uh, pink vans, yep. right, that drive around town. Well, one day we're having this, and I was always nearby watching everything, okay? A van of any kind pulls up next to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Uh, right. You're not. But right. this Foster's guy pulled up and came out of his van, and I, well, I was right there. It was all safe. He's, you know, and he bought lemonade. And was so friendly and so kind, and he just obviously thought the stand was adorable and wanted to buy some lemonade, yeah. so then he gets back and whatever. Phoebe, to this day, still, whenever she sees one, well, she likes them. She likes that. So that company should be very <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> that's some brand. Yeah. Plus the pink vans don't hurt anything. But anyway, I just I think it's, I think it's good to stop at lemonade that's stands. That's a marketing and, technique. Yeah. You, I, my wife... We'll stop it. I bet she will. She is, and she, she has told me, you see a lemonade stand, you stop. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I don't care if I'm in the car or not. You, you stop. stop. And she said that to our boys, too. You see a lemonade stand, you stop and you buy lemonade. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So the tea room at Yonkers was the first one, eh? That was the first one where they actually like I had to fill out paperwork and yeah, have yeah, a yeah. Boss the first one get fired, right? right. I guess you get fired from a paper route, but you didn't. No, was your now was your uh, was your big have to sign all kinds of stuff the the, the malt ice shop. cream store? Yeah, it was it's called Peggy Sue's Malt Shop, and it was um, like fifty. Yeah, I had to sign all the things and do the mm. you know you get the taxes and the whole bootly boot had to be legal to mm-hmm. work and all that. So that was my first real job. And okay, so this I've never been fired, mm-hmm. but I've closed a lot of places, which makes me wonder. By closed a lot of places, you mean I they mean, have like shut they down <laughs> after I start working there. Correlation does not mean causation, you know. I know. I think it's just how I pick them. <laughs> they're just on the brink of disaster, or they're like, "We will. Ha- you seem fair enough. We're about to close. Come along." No, I know it's never been that fast, but the malt shop they closed down because like they were pregnant with their they had a kid and they you know they just I feel bad because I really wonder if they would have been more financially uh successful had they had we been better I remember getting a raise because I got made assistant manager but I couldn't tell anybody that I was made assistant manager because they didn't want because my best friend worked there Uh and so they didn't want me to tell her that I was getting a raise and that I was 
considered their assistant manager because they didn't want to hurt feelings. <laughs> sure. It was so weird. Yeah, that's but weird. But what it meant is that I just had more responsibility. Like, yeah. I had to write orders or I had to check in orders or whatever the heck it was. And yeah. I remember, I think, I think I got up to 335. I think that's, I did. That's pretty good. I don't know. That's pretty it's good. pretty exciting. Yeah. It was, um, so yeah, that was the, but so then they closed, so that closed, and then I had to go find another job, and then it was a shoe store, and eventually they closed. But I worked there for a while. It wasn't like I start there, and then a month later they closed. Right, right. And then another place that I worked closed. Oh, man. <laughs> I got really good at closing places. That's, uh, that, that might be causation. I, it might be. Yeah. It might be. I think, um... I think just the shoe world was changing. I tend to work, I tended to sell shoes. And I hate feet. <laughs> well, we're going to we're gonna we have to. take a break. Yeah, we're going to have to pin that idea and come back to uh, your, your, your raging feet hatred. <laughs> okay. Uh, after this uh, message from Brief our sponsors. Sponsor break. What do you want to talk about with Lindsay Prince and Jason Alberti is brought to you by... Oh, hey there, bud. I'm Craig Johnson, the host of Creating Crap with Craig, the new bi-weekly podcast here on the LAS Podcast Network. Every episode, I'll be talking with a new creative person from painters to musicians, designers to writers, in an interview-style format with hard-hitting, burning questions such as, How are you? Do you have any pets? And also, why? So join me as I bully all of my friends and family into coming on my show so I finally have someone to talk to. Creating Crap with Craig will release every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And if you want to help support our endeavors, subscribe to LAS+. Plus. For information, go to laspodcastnetwork.com. Creating Crap with Craig, where we love both alliteration and creation. LAS. Hey everyone, I'm Amy with an A. And I'm Jenny with a Z. And we'd like to introduce you to our new podcast called Sick and Tired. For people who are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. We're going to be sharing some personal health stories with you, some stories from other people, both positive and negative, and help empower you to be a self-advocate for your own body out there in the healthcare community. We might be using words you're uncomfortable with. Like moist or vagina. (gasps) Oh, not that word. So if you're uncomfortable with those words... This might not be the podcast for you. Or Or maybe maybe it it is. is. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support this show and other local creators, subscribe to LAS+. For more information, visit LASpodcastnetwork.com. I'm excited to talk about our pelvic floor. And guess who has a pelvic floor? Everyone. Even Alex. What? Even Santa. (laughs) LAS+. Hey, gang, we just wanted to say hola to our listeners in South America. And guten tag, hola and hola, bienvenue and vous tu manger mon beignet to our listeners in Europe. That's pretty cool. You know, you can now contact us on the Facebook at What Do You Wanna Talk About? And that's wanna with two N's. Together. W-A-N-N-A. Wanna. Totally. And please do contact us. You can ask us questions. Troll us about our personal hygiene. Seriously? Sure. Better yet, you can suggest topics for discussion. Ooh, like banana grandma. Or or something general. Like relativity? Okay. Now, back to the show. Okay, so (laughs) your hatred of feet. Yeah. How many shoe stores have... Let me ask. Did the hatred of feet come before or after the shoe store experiences? Before. Oh, really? That's why it doesn't make any kind of sense. Mm. No, I I stopped liking feet... 
I don't want to get into it. This is something I should unpack with my therapist. I <laughs> somebody saw made fun of my feet once. Oh, and in it. sixth grade, and she was really rude about it. And the, somebody, uh, and then people like laughed or something. And there was mm-hmm. nothing wrong with my feet. Right. But because of that, I was like, no one's gonna see my feet. I didn't. I didn't wear sandals. I didn't wear sandals. Open sandals until I was twenty-eight. Wow. I wow. wore sandals, but they were, like, if I did, it was covered. Otherwise, I did canvas shoes or something like that because I was so, like, I think my feet are probably disgusting and whatever. Something's wrong with them. You know, I um, um, uh, I inherently, I suppose, like every part of the human body. I, oh. I think it's a pretty miraculous thing I, mm. of all creatures, really. But if, if you look at it part by part, mm-hmm. the foot is probably the weirdest looking thing. Yeah. Um, especially if it's a, if it's, I don't say this in a derogatory way, especially if it's a bony foot, mm. because you know you see the bones and sometimes you see the the if if they've got a really good circulatory system, sometimes you see the veins and things like that. Yeah. And you look at that, and if you don't know what it is. I think it's kind of like, hmm, that is an odd-looking thing. Yeah, right? but who doesn't know what a foot is? I mean, wh- who's having that problem? I I'm just was living wondering. momentarily in the theater of my own mind. Okay. <laughs> I, was, well, I was not there, okay. so I was lost. Right. But yes, and this is back in the day where, you know, back in shoe stores where you actually, like, were supposed to help assist people put right. on their shoes right. and all that stuff. And so I would have to, like, do you know what blurring your eyes? Do you know about blurring your <laughs> eyes? You close them just <laughs> enough no, so just, it goes. you just kind of mess up your vision. Like, yeah. I didn't have to close them, but you just mess up your vision. So I didn't have to really look at their feet. So you, you sold a lot of shoes that were not made for those blurry feet. <laughs> It looks like you need a couple of double E wides. (laughs) Once I get them on their foot, then I liked it. I love shoes. I just didn't like to look at the feet going into the shoes. And then when you're trying to, oh, I don't even want, I don't even want to talk about it. Cramming bunions and stuff into shoes. Oh, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Save me. Save me. And I did it. You know what? You want to know how many shoe places I worked at? I do. So I worked at. The one that was at the mall that was called Mailing's Shoes. People from way back in the day will know. It's probably that was late in high school or like mid high school, late high school. Then they closed. I also worked at AJ's Deli, washing dishes. Yeah. And they had a dill dip that everybody loved. So the whole water was just dill dip. And I would just be back there washing dishes in dill dip water going You don't Why is this my life? You don't you don't want you don't want to stick your dill dip in a lot of water. <laughs> and that boss was so mean to me. I hated that. Mm. He was so mean to me. I was so scared of that job. I didn't work there very long. But so that shoe store, they closed. So I go across down to Lindale Mall to work at uh, a different shoe store that was a part of like the Seifert's company, Mark Henry. And then Mm -hmm. they had like this little shoe store in Mark Henry. So I worked there and then they decided to close (laughs) Mark Henry. And I, that was the first time someone said to me, well, you're eligible for unemployment. Oh, wow. I'm like, I am a part-time shoe girl. Like what? What unemployment? Like, I, right. I didn't take it because I ended up getting a job right away, and that was at Von Mar, and I started in the shoe department. Yeah. So, it's sh- sh- three different places. Wow. I sold shoes, wow. and I hated feet the whole time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that's funny, right? Yeah, that's Kinda funny. Weird. That's funny. I wonder if you're, um, uh, cosmically speaking, 
if your hatred for shoes brought such negative vibes to the space that the space just couldn't handle but it. But I loved the shoes. Do you it love shoes the because they cover the ugly Probably. feet? Probably. Hmm. I just really like shoes. I yeah. do. What is it about shoes? I just, they're pretty. They're oh. fun. They're comfy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just like shoes. I think yeah. a lot of people just like A, a, a lot of people. Yeah, Love absolutely. Shoes. You don't like shoes? shoes? Um, I find them to be utilitarian. Mm, so yeah. I don't I don't But you find a lot of things to be utilitarian. Everything but food. Right. Which is probably the one thing I should find to be <laughs> utilitarian. Yeah. If you've moved it to the category yeah. of just based on just but uh what's the word? Survival. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but you do that with everything else. I disagree yeah. that that's the only thing, though. I don't think no, it's just no, no, food. There's no. lots of other things, but I, I, clothing. Um, every once in a while, somebody will be wearing a pair of shoes that make me go, oh, those look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Adam uh-huh. oftentimes is wearing um, fun, cool, really cool-looking shoes. Yeah. yeah, he's got cute sneakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, that's just it, is you see somebody in a cute shoe and you just like want to... But then you're like, my foot doesn't look like that in right. that shoe. Right. I have a tough time finding shoes that are comfortable. And that's, really? that might be why I don't care so much for for shoes. Well, if just, comfort is your main... I just want something comfortable. Right. Yeah. And I like a mix of... Like, I live in arch-supportive <laughs> shoes. Sure. Like, really, you know, healthy footwear. So then when I'm not... When I, when I don't have... Like, when I'm going out, I will wear a four-inch... But, you know, high, strappy, all, I love heels and yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. In any case, yeah. So, a lot, a lot of shoe stores. And that was all before I was, I started all of those before I was, like, when, by the time I was 19. What was your favorite job? Uh, oh, like, in the young days? Yeah. Uh, I I had a lot of fun at all of them except for that dill spread dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one where I'd like cry as I'm washing the dishes. Oh, it was just gross. Um, no offense to that deli or the people associated with it because um, lovely people for the most part. Except absolutely. for the boss. Well, and 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 anybody who knows that boss, he was an older gentleman and he was just gruff. And I was a little tender vittle and I was terrified. So now you're backpedaling because you know this is going to be public. Well, I, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no. Because the other people that worked there were great, and they were. Everybody was very nice. Sure. It was just the the head guy uh, that was. He just scared me. Yeah. He was, he was just scary. Sure. He was big, tall, and not very. Um, he didn't have a lot of soft skills. He was more... Not very comforting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And every other place I worked, I worked for women. Oh. And so that was another thing mm-hmm. that I, I just had never worked for a man. Oh, sure. And that was... Um, I didn't enjoy that man <laughs> very much. Right. <laughs> but I that's okay. It. It's all right. I wasn't good at the job either, so I understood why he was not pleased with my performance. Sure. It sure. was very... I, the register freaked me out. Everything freaked me out. I just, oh, I just remember that. Okay, ten, ten. Oh, what my favorite job? I don't know. What was yours? Wait, um, what was after the tea room? I can't remember. Did you already say? Didn't talk about it. Oh well, then tell me what was after that. Um, I probably because um he was afraid I couldn't work anywhere else. Uh, my dad got me a job at the company he worked for. Oh. 
which was at that time the largest insurance middleman in the United States. Okay. Um, And so my job was essentially uh, photocopying um, uh, insurance forms that came in. Okay. So that there were, so that there was a paper trail Mm -hmm. and then inputting that information, Mm. which uh, was, I think it was my only cubicle job. It was really the only job that makes me think of office space. Oh, sure. Um, Yes. And it was very office spatial. Okay. um, (laughs) In that my favorite thing to do was uh, write down names um, because there were a lot. I mean, I had access to all of the names that came in. Yeah. And there were some that were just freaking awesome. Flea Noil Lane. Yeah. There was there was a guy from Colorado who had a son named Avalanche and a Uh. daughter named Snowbird. I mean Uh. these are things that I still remember. Wow. You know how do you do that? Uh, It it's just the the names were great. Yeah. Uh there was a lot of standing by a copier Mm. and so there was some intense crotch heat. Making copies. It was not good. Not good, yeah. <laughs> intense crotch In- heat. Intense crotch heat. Cause you had, oh, because you had to stand there and you, I see what you're saying. I would stand at the copier for hours. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's a lot. It, it was, yeah. That's a lot. Did you do any acting or any like stuff like that when you were like, like younger like that, like for a job? Like, is no. It, like even like a small nothing? Nope. No? Nope. Um, my, one of my favorite jobs, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about teaching. Okay. My favorite job was teaching. Ever was teaching. Sure. Um, but my favorite job as a as a younger man mm-hmm. uh, was at the stateroom in Iowa City. Mm. I got a job as um, a lower ranked chef. Okay. Uh, and the head chef there, I don't know if he's still around, uh, but the head chef there was Andre Mali. Okay. Who was, and probably still is, literally French. Okay, that um, didn't change. That probably did not change, <laughs> and um, it there was a panoply of students from all over the world that worked there, which made it super yeah, cool. Very. And my first day, uh, the sous chef was this Greek kid. Um, I can't even remember his name, and. Uh, for some reason, they gave me the job of chopping white chocolate. Okay. And so the white chocolate would come in these humongous cake bars. Yeah. And um, so you would you would cut, and it's super hard. Okay. So you would cut it, and it would, in essence, just crack. Sure. Um, into like these six inch wide by foot and a half long pieces or whatever. Okay. And then you're supposed to kind of chop it up, right? right. Well, you know, I'm doing chop, oh. chop, chop. Yikes. That and, had to dry. Oh. Yeah. And this, this, now, this is my first day. Oh, okay. And this kid had been on my ass. Oh. Since I got in. Stuff like, um, you're pretty round. We're going to have to move a lot around you. What? You said you're pretty round? Yeah, right? So, oh. I I already did not like this dude. Right. <laughs> he 
he comes up to me and he's, no, 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 you don't cut it like that. You don't cut it like that. You cut it fast. Oh. And, oh. and he's, yep. and he chops Chop. the tip of his forefinger off. <laughs> and, he, and he stops, mm-hmm. puts the knife down, and he walks away. Yeah, your best. <laughs> and I got white chocolate. <gasps> and blood. With, with blood. <laughs> All over, Gross. all over this steel table, and I say to the kid next to me, I go. Uh, the kid next to me had been working there for a while. Uh-huh. I I say to the kid next to me, "What, what do I do now?" <laughs> and he goes, "Smile, don't say anything." That dude's a fucking asshole. <laughs> Clear. Oh, I can't even. I think it's so funny that the guy was trying to show you up. Yeah. And he cut off his finger. Oh, Come man. That, that sort of schadenfreudal yes. joy. It's yeah. It's not cute. Yeah. It's not a cute look, though, for no, us to have. it's not. But it's easy to do. Not at all. Um, I I have one job that I that isn't a, like I when I asked you about the acting thing it was because I remember that I actually had a paid gig when I was about 10 years old no yeah. way yeah. oh my god and it was for uh, I remember going to CFMNZ which was the local like absolutely where you the go ad agency and, yeah. ad agency and whatever and um, I think we had I think I got a headshot taken in the basement of CRCT back when th- before it was this place wow. TCR it was CRCT yeah because uh, my parents both did a lot of theater there and stuff. And so uh, I don't remember how. But anyway, I think that's how I got out there. And anyway, um, it was a commercial for hy Deli chicken. <laughs> specifically the chicken. And uh, they, they, well, of course, the yeah. hy Deli chicken. You know they sell raw chicken. Not at the hy oh, Deli. Sorry. The I deli is the prepared okay. food. I missed and Deli. Is, I missed. So I this missed is when hy added delis. They okay. didn't have, it was just a grocery store. Sure, then sure. they added the hy Deli. This and, is not the Me Too grocery. No, this okay. is, I just said high V. I just wanted deli. to touch back like, on the Me Too. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so it was. Uh, my sister was in it too, but um, I uh, we went with the set. We, we had to go to a house, you know, like record in somebody some house, you mm-hmm. know, where the set was in the house. Mm-hmm. But it was just. Um, you know, like a mom bringing uh, the bucket of high V deli chicken. They asked me what I like. I said, well, I like drumsticks. You know, obviously easy to handle. So they kept putting a drumstick on top and then they'd bring it and then I'd have to like look really excited and they'd close in on me and I'd take a big bite of chicken. And so then by the end, like there's this cookie tray of like <laughs> one bite chicken legs. <laughs> and I had a uh, really long red hair at the time, obviously because I was a little kid. And so I had um, pigtails. And um, what was funny about it was all the chicken eating, but also um, I lost a tooth during that shoot. Oh my god! <laughs> so somewhere, like I'm, I go and I do my excited face and I take the chicken out of the bucket and I go to take a big bite and I'm like, Aah! and so they had footage. They played it back for me so I could watch because then I had to go to the bathroom and like we, we'll, we'll, we'll sure. use what we got. I think I was, I think we were done at that point. I don't know how many times it took bites of chicken oh because god. stuff was just not. Working out, but um, but I did that, and you know what? I can still remember the theme song. Oh my god! It's like having a party or going picnicking, take along high V deli chicken or something. I guess I can't remember the song. I thought that I was, could. That was it was good something enough. like that for family reunion or dinner tonight. 
high meat deli chicken is really all right or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But it was back in a time when that was not something. You know, now people are on Oh, people, we know, we know it's not that weird to be on TV or to be on a video somewhere right. or to be on social. Like, right. that's, we all now make our own, we, our Absolutely. own videos. But I remember going to a sleepover and the, we were watching TV and the commercial came on and I was like, oh, that's me. And they, nobody would believe me. They didn't believe that that was really me because that was such a weird thing that I was on TV because only famous people are on TV. You know, it was just, it's just a local commercial. But, um, and so you remember the old phones on the wall with the cord. So I literally, they told me, called my mom and I'm not kidding you. These are your friends? These are my girlfriends. (laughs) I I was, I mean, I was like 10, 11, something (laughs) like that. And so my mom had to tell them on the phone and then the next one would come up to the phone and she'd tell them that, yes, it really is her. And mom Back then, if your mom said it, it was, if a mom said it, it was gospel. Like, moms wouldn't lie for you back then. You know, you wouldn't, right. she wouldn't have said, oh, yes, it's her, and she has a, she has a contract with MGM, I don't know what right. you know, she, <laughs> she wouldn't, she wouldn't, like, make it bigger than it was, but, um. Especially your mom. No, exactly, exactly. So, I just, I, I <laughs> maybe that's where my trust issues started. <laughs> Yes, they didn't even believe me, and I'm like, "You guys are jerks." Oh, I'm not funny. lying. So anyway, oh, that I was would, I would pay big money to see that video. Today. Uh, it's got to be somewhere it's in the got to be somewhere year, somewhere. It's funny, but I, I remember we got paid. I don't remember how much. Probably fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or something like that. But um, I think my mom said whatever it was, she was going to put it in a college fund, or you know, sure. whatever. Sure, I don't have any idea. It was it was a local commercial, you know, but it was just that was a I guess it was a job, yeah. you know. It got yeah. paid. Um, I I I went to my dentist yesterday. Yeah, and the um, uh, the receptionist said, "Didn't I see you in a commercial?" <gasps> and I said, "Was it about Windows?" <laughs> she goes, "Yep." And I said, "Yeah, that's about five five years old." <gasps> you were in a window commercial. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, with Nina. And she oh. said, was that your wife? I said, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's acting. It's acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the weird thing about video for me mm-hmm. is you and I have done a fair number of BVS yes. shoots. Yes, yes. This Which is our a, bank training video shoots. That's right. This is a company that does bank oh, training sorry, shoots that... Okay. that yeah. get a fair amount of work. Yes. And when the... When things were moving from video to digital, they redid everything. But you never get to see the final product. Right. Because it's all proprietary, Uh secret industrial stuff. So weird. So there, I mean, there's got to be a thousand people in town that probably have a pretty good reel. Yeah. Just, just from that. Exactly. And no access to it. No, we have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Until I can't remember who messaged me once and they were training at a bank. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who that was. Um, and they they wrote and said, you know, I just saw you in a video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Training I, I had one one person training at a bank that said, yeah. I saw you like as a bank robber. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Some of the things I did a sexual harassment one once that was interesting. Oh, I had to be a harasser one. <laughs> Yeah, I, there was there was a moment where I think I got to be the harasser. Oh, wait, delicious! I think I can't remember. It was a long time ago. 
there was a time where they were doing, um, oh, we need an asshole. You hired the fat guy. <laughs> you always got to be the asshole. I was the asshole. I was the uh, bank robber. I was the harasser. Mm. Or I was the cashier who didn't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> the hapless cashier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Get the fat guy. Yeah. I know. Jobs are fun. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's those kind of jobs, you know. I, I um, here is a, well, this is weird for me, probably not for you. I applied and got an interview at CMF and Z. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When I graduated with my undergraduate degree, although although my undergraduate degree was in English with a concentration in medieval literature, <laughs> what I what I really went to school for was advertising copywriting. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay. So my first my first two years were out east, mm-hmm. totally studying advertising Mm -hmm. and marketing and copywriting and the year before i graduated the bottom fell out of the advertising industry oh and people were getting fired left and right and so i had this interview with cmf and z which is one of three companies that called me for interviews okay um and they were my first. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with them. They looked through my portfolio. And uh, it was two people. I can't remember their names. But one of them said, we like your stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not hiring copywriters right now. But we wanted to see your stuff. And we wanted to talk to you. Um, to be perfectly honest... There are five experienced copywriters out there without a job for every single new person looking for a copywriting position. Wow. The chances are pretty good you're not going to get a job. Mm-hmm. And I just, it, that you're like, freaking killed me. Yeah. Uh. I, I, got, I, got an, I got an interview with, oh, I can't remember who it was, someone in Chicago, some big company in Chicago. And, Cheap. Um, no. It was a nice interview. Yeah, but no. No. Eh. Yeah. Eh. And now, and now, and now look at us. Yeah, now look Hugely at us. Hugely successful. When do you think you're going to have uh, your oldest daughter start? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to see what, you know, we'll see what comes about. You know, we've talked about, like, I know Hy-Vee is like a place that you can yeah. get a job at a fairly young, 15, I think, mm-hmm. maybe. And, um. I mean, we've talked about different things, um, different places that we know hire fifteen-year-olds, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'll see how. I, I always, <laughs> I was always jealous of the kids who didn't have to work because they were so involved. Mm-hmm. Because it was mm-hmm. like I needed money, mm-hmm. you know, to to put gas in my car yeah. and to buy the clothes I wanted and all that kind of stuff, which I think is awesome. I mean, right. I'm not. I don't resent that at all, but. It's like, I'm glad that you were so involved, and congratulations mm-hmm. that you just got to be all into your activities. But right. now I'm now I'm crossing that bridge where I'm like, okay, but I really want her to be able to do all her activities and get her homework done and get enough rest and things like that. How much do we add another job? And I know summer jobs are a way to go, maybe, mm-hmm. like get her a job in the summer. So I might just, I might, and that'll be perfect. She will have just turned 15. So probably this summer. Next summer, whatever summer twenty two, mm-hmm. yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. 
I mean, she'll babysit in the meantime or whatever, right. I'm sure. Which is a job. It I mean, is that a is job. A, that is a job. Yeah. You have to be responsive to show up on time. you got to put right. it on your schedule. you got to manage your money that you get from it. And My kids have never had a job. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. 12 and 10. But, right. Um, I, boy, howdy, they need a job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I... Uh, and I don't think I'm alone. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm the lone parent in thinking this. Yeah. Julie's, my wife's work ethic is outer limits. Yes. Um, and so she she is very much into the kids have to work so that they learn what it's like. Because she, yes. she had to work. Yes. And um, I kind of want to, oh, this is, mm, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, this is where we get the letters. Uh-oh. I kind of want to sign my son up to do some detasseling. Oh, yes. Yes. I think oh. he, could, I oh, think he that, could use a good couple of summers of detasseling. That bus of kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to. I mean. Ugh. I mean, you want to talk about work. Yeah. And funk. Yep. And stank at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I think he could use some detasseling. Well, and you can you can start by making jobs at home, but then you have to, you know what I mean, like give them jobs. And I don't mean just chores. I mean like literal, like sure. this is a different job. Because I feel like chores, uh, that's a whole, yeah, you but pay there, people for there's chores. There's a blur. There's a blur mm-hmm. between yeah. chores and jobs at home. Right. Yeah. So if you, but if you say, look, I'll pay you, mm-hmm. you can get paid to do this job, but you have to, this is, you know, kind of... Uh, kind of like a tr- like a trial run of what it's like to work for somebody. Mm-hmm. Kind of what you're talking about, but um, 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 I lost the words. They're gone. They're gone. Detasseling. Uh, well, I just I think it's a good thing to set it up like a, a like a preview of a job. But the trick is is that you have to first teach them the value of money. Yes, and that they can't get stuff without them having their own money. Right. And so it's like this whole, that's what I'm finding too, is it's like they, they're not going to be, they're not going to be motivated to get yeah, a job. They're absolutely. not motivated to, to do chores or whatever that gets them paid if money hasn't already been clearly established as like, you want that, you can't get that unless you have the money. That's, that's where my wife and I are right now with ah, that too. And starting to. Well, we've tried, we, we tried from the very beginning. For sure. Um, you know, they've got the, they've got the. The cash jar, the save jar, and the donate jar. Right. You know, going. But we just, we haven't been great about allowance and mm-hmm. all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And I think we're fighting a bit of an uphill battle now with that. It's, yeah, it gets to be like, then you have to, yeah, to really get, take it serious. Like, I don't know how you do it. But mm-hmm. that the jars are great. Like, it, like, this is how money works. But you and I both know that, like, part of what made us get jobs was because we wanted stuff. Right. And we're, our parents were like, we can't or won't right. buy you that thing. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, well, gosh, how do we make that happen? Oh, we get a job and right. we make our own money. And so... It's that I'm struggling. I'm I'm not struggling with that yet, but I I realize that that's something I need to really make sure to get on. Both both <laughs> of our kids are jonesing for the Lego Millennium Falcon. Oh, which is uh, if I remember correctly, somewhere around three hundred and eighty-seven dollars. Jeez, is it really? Yeah. <gasps> and um, my concern is. That grandma might foot the bill for that. Are you a Lego? It's a Lego. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Julie, uh, my wife and I are always um, 
well, you can save for it. Oh, you should be saving for it. You should be saving for it. And um, one of them does. Uh huh. And the other one, any stupid ass little tchotchke that comes along, the money just goes right to that. I gotcha. And he he enjoys it for about three weeks, mm-hmm. and then doesn't care about it. Unless he knows you're going to throw it away. Uh-huh. And then very Always. Much into it. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. I, I am going to, uh, I'm going to tell you something that I have always believed. Okay. Um, uh, now, in, in Israel, Israel's not the only country that does this, but in Israel, um, it is mandatory to spend so long in the military. Okay. I think in the United States, mm-hmm. it should be mandatory that everybody spends two years in the service industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, would be great. I think that would make a lot of people less jerks. Yeah, maybe. You mean to service, to, to service people in people. the service Oh, my God. The yeah. way I've seen people treat service industry, uh, it... it because of how I, mm-hmm. because of my work history, uh, there are few people in the restaurant industry, I think, that are as important as the dishwasher. Right. That person <laughs> keeps the ship going right, forward. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the stuff that is brought back to them is ridiculous. Yeah. And they just plug right on right, through and right. they just keep going. Right. Um, it's a whole machine. It's a machine. You got it because you, you, okay, they can do a great job washing the dishes, but then whoever cooks the food, you know, then that's so. Yeah. Uh, there's no food. Servers have to serve the food. I mean, it's just it's a whole big it's, machine. It's a big machine, and it's like a, talk about a team sport. Mm. You know, if your kids don't play team sports, they should work in the <laughs> right. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna figure it out Absolutely. somehow. Oh man, I feel like we've kind of. Talked a lot about first jobs. I think that's our job. I think we did that. I think we did our job. Ooh. Yay. Hey, if you guys want to talk about your first job. Yeah. Get could. online and send us uh, send us a message. Uh, yeah. We, we, or we need to figure out how to, they can post on our, let's start a group. I think that's what we're going to do. We should do. start a group. If we haven't already started it. Yeah. You might, we'll keep, keep a lookout for that. There might, at this very moment. Shut it down. Be a group. Yeah, and you can discuss it. Well, um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us and for talking, listening to us talk about our first jobs. It just sounded like fun uh, to talk about. Yeah. I was curious. I was like, I was going to ask you and then yeah, thought I'd ask you. I'm glad you did. In public. Yeah, perfect. Okay. All right. See you later. Yeah, we'll see you later, guys.